greatest staff in the world. Woo! Yeah, yeah. And we will be in Florida this time. Well, definitely this time next week. But in a few days, we'll be with Les Brown in Florida. That's it. And it's all bought and paid for. How cool is that? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Listen, if you would like some trips bought and paid for you as well, just believe it and receive it and it will happen. Again, my name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. I will be your farming partner and I will help you lead and live the quality of life that is worthy of you. I want to make a few announcements before we get started. First off, we have a brick by brick motivational podcast with myself and my assistant, Tempest Smith, yes, yes, yes. We call her Coach T around here, right, right? So listen, just take a quick break, Rick. Share this feed to all of your friends. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it on Twitter. Share it everywhere. You guys have it. There's an eyelash drop kicking me in my eye. That's okay. We'll push through that. All right. So listen, share that. Get someone on this phone call. And I want to tell you about ATS week. Yes, yes, yes. You've seen it by now. We've got all the advertising out there. ATS week is free. Free coaching for the whole world over 25 different subjects and topics. It will be amazing. Not going to tell you exactly what it is. Just know that it's going over book training, how to make money over eBay, all sorts of things like that. So have some good time there. You will see it. Just go to the website, theatsjr.com. You can't see it yet, but come July 16th, it will be live, and it will last a full week. The online community in which we have, you will be able to go there and learn how to write a book. Give me some more topics. Learn how to create your own self. Learn how to make money. Social media training is probably one of the most in-depth classes, and a lot of these coaching classes that we have that we will offer in... ATS Week will actually come with handbooks so you can take them home with you. So it offers fact-based programs, coaching, uh, students from various countries. This is a worldwide event. We're expecting people from over 70 countries, as always, in 40 different languages. So have it there. Now, if you're ready, grab a pen, grab a pad, get your note app on your phone, do whatever you have to do. Oh, we want to thank all oh, this this feed here. I forget this feed is here. It's happening too. We want to thank all of you. Get ready to take some notes because today I want to tell you how to see yourself as a winner. When you hear something that resonates with you, use the hashtag plant better to help inspire others after this phone call and broadcast. Let's talk today about how to see yourself as a winner. Listen, I, I get it. This life is filled with swift transitions. I couldn't help myself, right? <laughs> I couldn't help myself but quote the old church song, but it's true. Life will shift on you quickly. It will shift on you, and then you will have the tendency not to see yourself as a winner. And this is a problem. The problem is if you keep failing, and you fail over and over and over, and you keep failing, your view of yourself will become a view that does not let you lead yourself to the quality of life that is up to you. When I was a kid, I was born and raised in a trash can. Not born in a trash can, but from 6 to 18, 6 to 14, I slept in a dumpster outside all those years. I wound up graduating out of CPS custody at 18 and going towards the Army. These were times that were not good. Mosquitoes would bite me and fly me off to places. Um, I've seen lots of bad things happen in front of my eyes. And my environment almost convinced me that I could not do anything past the circumstances that I found myself in. And maybe that's you. Maybe your credit score has made you view yourself as someone in debt. Maybe, maybe your, your income has made you view yourself as someone who can't take a trip whenever he or she wants to. And I'm here to encourage you by letting you know that just because you are in a situation does not mean that situation contains all of your value. Your situation is not your destination. 
And just because you are in something does not mean you are that something. Here's a few examples. You could be born in a bad neighborhood, but that doesn't mean that you are and have to be a product of that bad neighborhood. You could be born inside of a drug addicted or alcohol addicted family, but you have the power inside of you to break any curse that has come against you. There is a power inside of you that will always be greater than the hell outside of you. And you must be able to see yourself as a winner because the moment you stop seeing yourself as a winner, you will get exactly how you see yourself. This is important. If you see yourself as always close but no cigar, then life will always make sure that you just get close, but you never get the cigar. If you see yourself in always wanting your cake, um, getting your cake, but never having the opportunity to eat it too, that makes no sense. Because I've never bought a piece of cake that I did not intend to eat. The only time I do not eat a piece of cake that I really want is if one of my kids say, Daddy, you want that cake? And of course, I got to act like I'm full and give them that cake. Unless that's happening to you, okay, you eat your cake that you buy. But don't let life make you give up on life. See, now we got to be real. Because I'm going to give you nine different ways. I'm going to give you nine different ways to teach you how to see yourself or view yourself as a winner. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to do that for you. But I need for you to understand that before we can even get there, there is a bigger problem among us. The problem among us is not that you don't have the brains, is that you don't have the talent, but you don't have the habits of a winner. And since you do not have the habits of a winner, you also don't have the perception of a winner. You see, losing has a pathology. Winning has a pathology. Let's go through some losing pathologies for a second. Loser pathology comes with a loser talk. I can't afford this. I can't go back to school. I can't do this. I can't have any more kids. I can't afford any more kids. I can't be happy. I'm never going to be. Every I'm not is a creation that you are manifesting in your life. Every single one. Every I'm not is a physical creation that you are bringing forth into your life. Losers, did you know that everyone talks about money? Everyone talks about money. Everybody talks about money. 97% of the people on earth just talk about it incorrectly. However you talk about money, that's how money is going to treat you. How you feel about money is how money is going to treat you. If you always feel like your money is running out, then your money will always be running out. If you are too afraid to check your account balance, okay, I'm talking to some people, <clears throat> because you don't want to see you in overdraft or at $20. When you do that, you are telling money that money has power over you. Money has no power. It doesn't even exist. You have the power to make money work for you and be a slave for you. I have a system. I have a rule that I follow. Whenever I am down to my last 20 bucks, I don't care if it's in my bank account, if it's in my pocket, if it's in, now I don't, if it's a free financial tip, um, it doesn't really make much sense to have a lot of money in a checking account. It's not, <coughs> inflation is there, right? So it's just losing money. Investment accounts, things like that, right? So I personally keep what I need in a checking account because it's not money working for me. Whenever I get down, to my last 20 bucks, I make sure I buy a book. I made a rule to myself. I made a rule to myself years ago that whenever I'm down to my last $20, I buy a book. Why? Because I see myself as a winner. I recognize that if I'm down to my last $20, the Jack in the Box, well, this is an international call, Jack in the Box, not everywhere. Um, <coughs> well, okay, the nasty McDonald's that I'm going to eat, Right, that that's not going to make me. It's not going to take out my poverty situation. 
the gas I put in my car is not going to take me out of my poverty situation unless I'm going to meet uh, Les Brown, he's going to give me a million dollars, or I'm going to meet Tony Robbins, going to give me a million dollars or something, right? That's different. That, that's that's a good $20 worth spending. The, my point is, I'm either going to turn my $20 into some waste product, or I'm going to buy something that I'm never going to have to anything. It's never going to take my, my poverty condition. So, every time I get down to $20, every single time, I buy a book. Now, I don't just buy a book like Zane's Chronicles, okay? We, we, you understand those books, you understand. I'm not buying 50, grades, 50 Shades of Grey. I'm buying a book to get me out of my poverty situation. See, since I see myself as a winner, I don't think poverty deserves to be in touch with me. See, see, see this, this, this is important. Since I see myself as a winner, I'm always in a suit. You're, you, since I see myself as a winner, I am always happy. Not, I'm not happy because I am a winner. I am a winner, and that made me happy. See, I didn't get happy when I started winning. I became happy first, and that made me a winner. This is very important. Oprah says that she, she's made billions of dollars. And she never would have made a billion dollars unless she had been happy. She didn't get to a billion and then be happy. She became a billion dollars worth of happy. And then she became a billionaire. Les Brown, Les Brown, he says it all the time. He says the hardest thing he's ever had to do was not make a million dollars, but convince himself that he deserved a million dollars. Winners focus on winners. Losers talk about winners. Please write that down. Winners focus on winners. Losers focus on winners. Okay, winners got some confusion out there. It's super simple. Winners are only focusing on winners and thinking about winners and eating with winners and talking to winners and buying from winners and reading winners. Losers are talking about winners. I'll give you some examples. I know more about some lady named Black China and Rob than I know. I didn't even know. I think I knew. I don't even know these people. But my Facebook timeline was riddled with whatever happened between these people. And it was, I say this with kindness, lots of people not living their dreams gossiping about people living their dreams. This is a pathology of a loser. We sit back and we watch our reality TV and we take our correct posture in our couch that we can barely afford and a house that we can barely keep the utilities in and a car that costs way too much money parked outside is not covered by our garage and we judge the people we're looking at on reality TV and we say we're better than them. Losers are programmed by the media, by TV, while winners decide with a book what's going to program them. Listen to me. Listen to me very well. Everybody on planet Earth is programmed. Winners pick their programming. Losers pay for 250 channels of programming and only watch two of them. Be very careful. Because winners focus on winners, losers talk about winners. Michael Phelps, and this last summer um, Olympics, him and this guy, I can't remember this guy's name, but they were back and forth in the last Olympics too, uh, eight years ago in China. And, no, I don't think the one eight years ago was in China. But listen, it's 2016, and then China was 2008. Whatever, whichever one it was, okay, whichever one it was, Basically, they had been, Michael Phelps been in Olympics that long, right? They had been going on and on and on for a long time. Now, the guy who was supposed to win first place and dethrone Michael Phelps, there's a wonderful meme on the internet of him in a butterfly swim, and he's looking at Michael Phelps while Michael Phelps breaks the record again, touches the wall, and then some other guy gets second, and then some other guy gets third, and the guy who was supposed to get first doesn't even get a medal. He gets fourth place by fractions of a second. 
fractions of a second. 2022 is going to be a big year for a lot of businesses. But some industries, they're projected to grow even more this year than wow, fitness, digital events, conferences, and home improvement. So if you work for your own business in one of these growing industries, or like a wide range of industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. There's only one place on the planet that I would go, and that's ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. That's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. Don't worry, it's in the show notes as well. ZipRecruiter uses powerful technologies to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates directly to you. ZipRecruiter technology is so effective that four to five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality type candidate immediately the first day. And that's pretty cool. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Stops him from beating Michael Phelps. Not, not a second. Fractions of a second. Four years he didn't eat what he wanted to eat. He didn't drink what he wanted to drink. If he was a smoker, he didn't smoke what he wanted to smoke. He didn't party with his friends. He sacrificed four years, diet, friends, happiness. While everyone was having fun, he was eating noodles or whatever it is. He was literally in the gym swimming. He sacrificed his whole life not to melt. And if you look at the picture, Michael Phelps is looking at the finish line and the guy who was supposed to win first is looking at Michael Phelps. And there is a word right here for some of you. Some of you are missing gold by fractions of a second because you're more concerned with competing with others than creating your own reality. You don't have to be in competition with anyone because the laws of this universe have nothing to do with how you view me. It has nothing to do with how you view me. It has nothing to do with white privilege or brown privilege. The laws of this universe says I can create whatever it is that I desire and it doesn't matter if you stand in front of it, you're gonna have to watch me be successful. Now, if that didn't resonate with your spirit, I, I, we always have lots of people on this phone call I'm going to say the same thing, but this time I'm going to say it in a church manner. The reason I have my table set before me is because I was sitting in the middle of my enemies. Okay, one of the greatest books of all time says, David says, Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Michael Phelps got his table because his enemy was watching him. If you want to miss the podium, by fractions of a second, keep focusing on winners. Keep comparing your weight loss to your friends. Keep, keep, I mean, we are creatures of association. We, no, literally, we, if, if one of us goes back to school, all of us will go back to school. If, if one of us loses weight, all of us are getting to the gym. The problem is that's great. That's called social engineering. Social engineering is good or bad. Um, so if you have that, that's great. The problem is you're not hanging around your friends who want to go to school, who want to lose weight. You're hanging around friends who keep you comfortable being lesser than them. I'm going to pause right here for a second because we got to talk about how to see yourself as a winner. Your friends are shielding you from the winner you have within. You cannot be a winner because your friends have placed you in a position of winning that always loses to them. You see, if you're not with the right people, if you're not with the right circumstances, you'll have friends 
who keep you in a winning position that's always losing to them. And if you have loser friends, then none of you are winning. They're not winning and you're not winning. You're under the illusion of winning. My grandmother taught me one of the greatest lessons of all time. When I got adopted at 14, the lady in which I called my grandmother, I got adopted by my grandmother and my aunt. This is what I call them. You just got to understand if you've been adopted, right? And so my grandmother, one day I walk, I'm 14 years old. I'm grown now. You understand? I, I, I'm grown. I, I know none of you were grown when you were 14, but I was grown. You understand? I, I was completely grown at 14. I had raised myself from 6 to 14. I just got adopted. I got some money in my pocket. Don't worry about how I got that money. You understand? I haven't always been a motivational speaker. Okay, you understand? You grow up on the streets, you have some money. But so I get some money. I know how to fight. And so this new thing comes out about 1996. It's the sagging of the pants. <laughs> so I walk out the house. I pull my pants down. I got my, my jeans starched. Okay, so depending on how old you are, yes. depending on how old you are, yes. you, you understand. I have yes. a, took me 45 minutes to get these jeans yes. right. You understand. Stay flow. I had them stand up, and then I sagged them down. And my, my grandmother saw me, and she said, boy, where you going with your pants down like that? I said, this what we do, grandmother. Right? Yeah, I'm grown. I got an attitude. You understand. And so, you know, when you're grown, you get an attitude for whatever reason. And so, no, she didn't, she didn't, she said, I know she slapped, no, she didn't slap me. <laughs> she slapped me with truth. She says, the problem is, you got this, uh, you ain't no leader. I said, wait, but now, wait a minute now, because she always tell me that's my leader. I know I'm a leader, I'm leading my crew. Matter of fact, I'm saying my pay because my crew expect me to, I lead them. And she say, you know what peer pressure is? I said, no, ma'am. She said, peer pressure is trying to be like other people. <laughs> you can't see me over the phone, but I am still offended by what she said. <laughs> I am still appalled. But that was truth. The truth was the peer pressure to conform almost changed the trajectory of my entire life. Had I then that's the last time I ever pulled my if I pull my pants out now I'm going to the shower that is it that, 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 that's about it that's I'm serious like I was conforming to be like everybody else and that was the true definition of peer pressure and it offended the leader in me because I was a trendsetter but how many of you? are conforming because the people around you that you're quote unquote leading are changing the trajectory of your life to $20,000 a year when you were meant to get $20 million a year. You, it is your birthright to speak at one place or, 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 or event one app to where you make more in a day than people make in a year. That's your birthright. It is your birthright to literally make enough money to when you die, you don't have to start a GoFundMe campaign for me to bury you. It's your birthright for you not to conform, but for you to transform. So I want to teach you how to see yourself as a winner. Okay? few things, nine things. Number one, do not limit your joy. Yes, why did I start off with that? Listen, Every loser on planet Earth is unhappy. Anybody losing in finances, listen, matter of fact, if you're happy, but you lack in an area, you're unhappy in that area. Think about it. So, so I'm telling you, you're, you're unhappy. Somebody said, I'm not unhappy, I feel great. Okay, you feel great. How's your finances? Well, you know, I'm not, okay. When it comes to money, you're unhappy. You don't like the way money is treating you, and you're dodging your phone. I don't know no 1-800 numbers. I, I, I haven't called these people. You understand. I wish I had some real folk that, you know, my daddy ain't here today. You, you understand. You, 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 you understand. Wherever you are lacking in life, you have an absence of joy. Okay? There is what, 
Examine your life. Right? All right, repeat after me. Examine your life. Examine yes, your thank you. Life. Thank you very much. Examine your life. And listen, honestly, write this down. If you lack in an area, you lack joy in that same area. Now, if you want to fix it, here's how you fix it. Attack that area head on and ask yourself, how can I get joy in this area? Maybe it's finances. Ask yourself, okay, I don't like that when I get my paycheck, it's completely accounted for and I'm broke in two days. Okay. Okay, all right. I got an amen over here, right? <laughs> okay, I don't like that. Ask yourself, how can I be happy in this area? Watch it. If you cannot figure out how to be happy in that financial area in which makes you sad, it means one thing. Your level of consciousness doesn't have a solution. Get you a mentor. You cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. So if you haven't leveled up in life, in that area of unhappiness, you need to get you somebody that can get in that area and teach you how to become happy in that area. This is why people like me exist. This is why your financially intelligent grandmother exists. This is why financial fiduciaries exist. That's another phone call for another day, right? This is why people like that exist because you don't know how to be happy in that area. So instead, they come in and teach you the steps necessary to be happy in that area. <clears throat> Guys, listen. The moment you start letting people take your joy is the moment you stop seeing yourself as a winner. Remember when you were on the track as a kid, when you had your track thighs going on and you were skinny, you had a six-pack all the way up to your neck, you understand, right? When your arms were all that, they didn't flap or anything, and, and you could eat like eight hot dogs and not gain a single pound. You, you remember those days. When you were winning gold medals, were you unhappy? Now, the process of tearing your body, body apart to win those gold medals, when you won, did you say, this hurt, or did you say, it was worth it? it, was worth it. Winning people have joy. Winners have joy. If you don't have joy in your life, start with little small victories. Start being grateful for the fact that you can breathe on your own. You're unassistedly breathing. You don't have a colostomy bag next to you. There's no catheter inside of you. Okay, be happy with that. Be happy with a full head of hair. If you're balding, be happy with the fact that you can shave your head and still look good. If you can't shave your head and still look good, be happy with the fact that you make that balding look very good. If you have gray hair, your gray hair looks good. Whatever it is, find something about you. I wear glasses. Well, these glasses make me sexy. Whatever it is, find a small victory and start celebrating that. Then find another. Celebrate that. Then find another. Celebrate that. And then find 60 more and celebrate that. And you'll find out you're 62 levels higher than where you were before you, were, before you start, started being happy. I cannot take joy from you. You can only release it. I can never take your joy. You can only release it to me. Joy is not something I can rob from you. I am not God. I don't own time. And I most certainly don't own you. The only way that I can take your joy is if you freely release it to me. And then I take it as you relinquish it. Some of the people in your life, they're not taking your joy. You keep giving it to them. It's time to take your power back. Number two, <clears throat> don't forget what hurts you. You see that segue? Some people taking your joy. See, don't forget. Don't forget what hurts you. <clears throat> Here's what's important about that. Forgive. Forgive means to let go. Okay, we covered this before. Forgive means I don't want this. You can have it. You did me wrong. That's your problem now. That's your harvest. It has nothing to do with me. I let that go. But don't forget the fact that whatever that was, it hurt. 
I am not telling you that you can live a pain-free life. What I am concisely telling you is avoid known pain that doesn't serve you. See it? It's the qualifier there. You must avoid pain that does not serve you. you if you avoid pain all the time, you're a loser. Because you can't get muscles if you don't go through pain. You can't give birth to your beautiful children if you don't go through pain. You can't eat a peppermint without just minor pain or the crunching and cracking of the peppermint to your teeth. Right? Everything in this world is pain. I mean, seriously, you cut your teeth or your gums, pain. Your bones grew. It was pain. You can't avoid pain. But the cutting the teeth through the gums was a pain that served you. See where I'm going? The stretching of your bones was a pain that served you. Not buying those red bottoms that cost how much they cost? $900. That was painful then. But since you have your own house at 27 years old, it was worth it. 37 years old, worth it. Because where I come from, people never become homeowners. Ever. Ever. Where I come from, only one person is a homeowner, and 17 people, grown people, live with that one person. Grandma. I'm just telling you where I come from. That may not be where you come from, but where I come from, 17 people got one address on their license. So when we get kicked out from doing whatever we shouldn't have been doing with our girlfriends, we go back to grandmother college. I wish I had somebody, right? You understand what I'm saying? So the pain that does not serve you, remember that and avoid that like the plague. Does that make sense? Your job is to guard yourself from energy leaks. Listen, you only have so much energy. That's it. Like that, that's it. You, today, you have a certain amount of energy left. It makes no sense to let someone come around you and drain you of such energy. The more you give them your good energy to negative situations, is the more you'll stay in poverty. Number three. Don't die in the fight. There are far too many of you <clears throat> breaking down in your cutback seasons. Listen to me. I'll prove it to you. Watch this here. Watch this here. What's the first season of the year? Okay, fair enough. She said winter. <clears throat> January is winter. Second season? Spring. Spring. Does it happen? All the time after winter? Yes. Yes. 100%. She said no. She, she, I don't know where she was going. The spring 100% come after the winter. And what about, what, what comes next? Summer. Okay, summer. I should feel <laughs> And then what comes after summer? Fall. Fall. Interesting. So you mean to tell me that spring is always coming after winter? Do you go plant potatoes in the winter? So you mean to tell me that nature itself has designed for you to be in some sort of cutback at least three months a year? Why are you complaining? I just literally took away your reason to complain. Your life is meant to go through winter time. Let's go through it again. There's Okay, so let's start in March now. March is? Spring. spring. And then there is? Summer. And then there is fall. Okay, now, what do you do in fall? You plant new seeds, not for winter, for the spring. Okay, did you see what just happened there? In order to view yourself as a, as a winner, you have to first recognize the seasons of your life. You don't get to you don't get to stay in summer forever. Cause what's coming after summer? Fall. Now what does fall mean? Summer is enjoying the benefit of the harvest. Mm -hmm. But what does fall mean? Yeah, Start planting again. Reading some more books. Come on, I wish I had somebody. Yeah. Right? Does this make sense? I'm just trying to make this make sense. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just, I'm just trying to make this make sense to you. If you're in summer and you, you got on your bikini and your summer body, you understand that you're going to plant a little bit, put on a little weight, just a little bit, because you know grandmother cooks real good sweet potato pies, okay, the pecan pies, you understand, okay, we're in the south, I don't know what y'all eat, but you understand, right, okay, and now check this out, but in the fall, do you expect to reap great harvests in the fall? No. Because that's not what fall is for. Okay, I'm going somewhere, just keep watching, right? Now, in the winter, do you go out there and plant in the snow? No. You, okay, some of you are killing yourself in the winter trying to do summer things. In the winter, start learning how to form again. Pick you up a book. It's your cutback season. Why are you come do There's people I know. It's always too hot or it's always too cold. Man, they never have a good day. In the wintertime, ooh, child. Ooh, I hate, ooh, I, you know what? I, I hate the wintertime. I thought you said hate the summer. I hate the summer and the wintertime. I, I like to dress up, though, but it's cold in here. It's cold out here. In the spring, I show it. Man, Christmas went by fast. That just don't, now you just, you just said that you wanted us to rush through. Then, okay, come summer. Well, it's hot out here. We need it to be cool again. Now, see, you, you, no matter where you find yourself in the year, you complain. You cannot complain your way to prosperity. But we're going to talk about it today. I'm going to make this as plain as possible. Okay? I'm going to make this as plain as possible for you. If life, nature, has given you seasons of life of winning, planting, celebrating and preparing why are you complaining when you have to do any of these identify in your life what season it is because watch it it makes no if you know the winter is coming and this way I said I was going somewhere if you know November December January February are coming, right? Or whatever it is. December, January, and February. If you know that's coming, do you eat all the produce of your field? Because you'll never make it in the wintertime. Yeah, okay. Some of you spend every dollar you have. And you wonder why you suffer in the winter. But if you saw yourself as a winner... You wouldn't spend every dollar you have. Your habits that exude from your actions all come from the image that's resting in your head. Every habit you push out here is flowing from the ideas that rest in here. So when you don't see yourself as a winner, you say, I'm a suffer anyway. Watch it. Here's our loser's talk. Can't take it with me. I'll spend it all. How many family members do you know have that very view of money? Ain't no sense in saving. I only got one life. Better enjoy it. You know what? You, you know a great way to enjoy life? Not be poor. That's a great way. No, no, seriously. That's a great way. Like, like I'm not saying... But you got to be a billionaire or a millionaire. I'm just saying if you can't afford to survive in winter because of your own actions, you didn't prepare for the laws of physics. Winners do not complain about wintertime. They double down in the fall. Now watch it. Here's what happens when you get really good at viewing yourself like a winner. This is very important. If I know I can't plant anything in the wintertime, and I know that I'm going to have to catch up from that three-month gap, pay a few bills, eat, feed the family in the spring, if I know that, and I know the creatures and the weather is going to come in the summer, 
and try to ruin what I keep, I know one thing and one thing only. Winner is for getting smarter so I can plant double, triple, and ten times in the spring and then continuously plant in the summer and have all that energy and intelligence to plant more than I ever had in my entire life in the fall. Why? So when I get to next fall, I'm still eating off spring's harvest. I wish I had somebody. Winners have a real funny habit of spending money that was made 10 years ago. They haven't even touched 2017 money. Winners use assets to come into their income column and then that income column pays for their expenses because they've learned how to control the cold, harsh wind of wintertime. Illustration I love to tell. <coughs> Young boy walks out the house in the spring. Dad, that's a beautiful tree. What makes trees beautiful? Dad says, well, son, you know, the leaves, the way they blossom and the pink they are, that's what makes the trees beautiful. Time goes by. Little kid walks out the house in the wintertime, about, about November. He says, Dad, why is that tree ugly? Why doesn't it want to stay pretty like mommy? Dad says, no, son. The tree isn't ugly. The tree just understands. In order for it to survive the cold, harsh rain of the wintertime and the snow, it must shed what you think makes it look beautiful so we can divert all the nutrients to the roots so it can be beautiful again in the spring. And all I'm trying to do is tell you, it makes no sense that a tree has more consciousness than you. The tree is here to serve your consciousness. And some of you are going through the winter time in your life with friends that you think make you look beautiful, but they are actually siphoning your blessings. Just like the leaves will take from the water, if the tree don't shed the leaves, the leaves will starve the tree. Some of your friends are starving you. Some of you have very bad friends and they're starving you right now. They, they starve. They're taking everything from you. They're literally starving you. They're taking your blessings, your happiness, your peace, your wealth, and your health. They're taking it all. And you say, girl, just keep staying with me. I'm so glad I don't have to be alone. I'd rather be alone and happy than surrounded by people who make me ill. Next number. I already know what I'm on no more. <laughs> number four. Don't use perfection as an excuse. Yes. Do not use, listen, that so-called perfectionism you have that comes from low self-esteem. That's you <coughs> still trying to impress some man or some woman, some mom, some dad. But when you were a kid, nobody paid attention to you. And now you're 45 years old. And you think if it's ever going to get done, it's got to get done your way. You got to put your hands on yourself. All that is ignorant thinking. Because Apple didn't make the perfect iPhone. They still ain't made the perfect iPhone. But they made almost a trillion dollars being productive. I, I wish that I could tell you. I wish I could open up your head right now and pour into you productivity and take out perfectionism. It is better to be productive on your way to making the perfect product than to get ready to get ready to get ready, then to get ready and to get ready and to get ready and to get ready for the perfection. Because by the time you actually get it perfect, you won't even have an audience. Because somebody like me would have put out a, uh, a, a, an effective product and stole your whole demographic. So, hey, you be, you be perfect, I'll be rich. <clears throat> Number five. 
don't live in the past. Yes. Yes. You cannot go to your future living in your past. <laughs> T.D. Jake says it this way. The more you travel to your, your dreams, the more you run to your dreams, the same, at the same time you're running, you're distancing yourself from your past. If you don't want to be the old you, don't focus on that. Focus on your dreams. Because the more you become the best-selling author, is the more you're not the little kid in poverty. When I wrote my first book in 2014, I sat there. And this is honest got you. I sat there, 2012, trying to write this book, sounding like other people. 2013 came, sounding like other people. Then I got mad. I said, you know what? I like me. I really like me. And I put my personality in my book. You see, she's reading it right now, right? Like, my first book, Keep Walking, is completely me. Like, some of this stuff, and he'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. It became a bestseller in 24 hours. Because I decided to distance myself from my past. What was my past? Trying not to embrace myself. How many of you out there are not embracing you because somebody convinced you you're not good enough? Well, I'm here to tell you, you are enough. And I wish that I can open your head up again and pour those three words in there. I am enough. Because you are source unlimited. God in physical form. You are literally here to be great. But you cannot be, you cannot live a great life when it's somebody else's. You can't lift obstacles with somebody else's muscles. You can't sing with someone else's voice. You, 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 you just can't do it. Everybody's not Beyonce. That's okay. Be Adele. See, I really, really like Adele. I like Beyonce too. I'm like, not talking about anybody. But let me tell you why I like Adele. I really, I really like Adele for two, two things that besides the fact that she's awesome, she dropped great albums. Two things Adele did in this order that just made me love Adele. She got body shamed on Twitter one day. And it, yeah, yeah, she got body shamed because she's not as skinny as a cell phone. You understand? And so she gets on there. She's, she's what you would call a plus-size woman. In my culture, she's a mighty fine, good-looking woman. You understand? But, you know, different cultures have different tastes, right? And then male chauvinist pigs are out there being pigs. And Twitter gangsters are being Twitter gangsters, right? You understand? Point is, she gets on Twitter and she says, I'm not going on no diet. I like exactly what I look like. And of course, it was retweeted like millions and millions and millions of times. And I went, I said, well, look at this celebrity empowering people to embrace themselves. Not consumerism. She didn't say, go buy my album. She didn't say, she said, I like who I am, and I'm not going on no diet. I said, she got my attention, because you see, I do self-help the folk. And I really like that. Now, she's not unhealthy. She just got some, 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 Curves. That's a, I was trying to respect the sacred place in here, right? She's got some curves, you understand? Now, second thing she did is one award year this year, or this year, last year, she gave Beyonce all the props. She was like, oh my God, your album inspired me so much. She's up against Beyonce. And I said, there she is again. Her moment, and she is explaining to Beyonce, who is supposed to be her competitor, how great her album was. Now I said those two things and say this is If you don't learn how to embrace yourself and get out of competition, you'll stay a loser. It's very simple. You must be able to embrace who you are and stay out of useless competitions. Because you don't have to compete. All you have to do is create. This life is about creation, not competition. I'm not telling you Everybody gets a gold star. That's part of the problem. I am telling you, you don't have to get a gold star. Create you a galaxy full of stars and hand gold stars out. You don't
don't have to chase a pot of gold. Be the pot of gold factory. Period. Some of you got your priorities mixed up. You in, you trying to be you trying to be an employee when you were designed to be a boss. What number? Six. Number six. Don't dwell on problems. Yes. Guess what? Like water that spilled out of a glass. It ain't coming back. You cannot spill water on concrete and then get that water back. Your problems are like water. The more you keep trying to dig that stuff back up, is the more it ain't coming back the way you wish it would have been. If you want to stop having problems, start focusing on joy and solutions. Because the more you keep getting down there, getting your hands dirty, trying to dig up water, the more frustrated you'll be with the concrete. Some of you are walking around mad at concrete. Because all you want to do is keep digging up stuff. Listen, you can't pick up water, but you keep picking up problems. So I want to encourage you with these laws of physics. But I love laws. I love physics. I love science. Because we're biased, but the laws of nature is not. So check this out. If it can't rain in one cloud forever, neither can your problems last forever. You'll find out by the time you're, by the time, this time next year, you won't even remember the problem you have right now. And on your deathbed, it won't be what you did that you regret, it will be what you did not do that you regret. Number seven? Number seven. Avoid negative people. Winners are so much of winners that they avoid negative people. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, man, let's go smoke some weed. I'm sorry. I can't do anything like that until I graduate. Thank you. Call me in 2020. That's a winner. Does that make sense? Hey, man, let's go rob a bank. Oh, I'm sorry, disconnected for no reason at all. <laughs> Winners don't even have those conversations. You cannot win with losers. And you cannot win having loser conversations, eating loser food. Watch your diet. To live in a body that you don't like is a loser decision. And until you see yourself like a winner, you won't even lose weight. These are facts. Until you create an image and print it out and stick it on your wall and say, I'm going to look like this, you won't look like anything. Because you can never go anywhere you can't see. You must create an image so you can get to that place. So avoid negative people. Because negative people come with negative harvest. And if you let someone close enough to you that has ne that have negative seeds, they will get tired of planting in their own garden and planting yours. Some of you are living, are doing all the right things, and you're getting all the wrong harvest because you're surrounded by the wrong people. Number eight, don't hold grudges. Yes, I just lost everybody right there. I just, I just lost it. I'm, I'm reading faces. I just lost everybody. Okay, so if you go back up to number two, I told you, remember what hurts? Yeah, but that don't mean hold a grudge. Yes, she hurt you. Let her be negative all the way with her negative friends. Yes, they are talking about you. Let them talk about you every time you make a deposit as well. You must not hold grudges. Why? Because a grudge is negative energy. And you cannot get on the road to prosperity with negative energy. The road to prosperity is very petty. It will not let you be on that road if you don't qualify. It will twist, turn, it will send you people to talk about, it'll kick you off. The road to prosperity is as petty as a 16-year-old kid with a keyboard. I'm telling you. The road to prosperity is petty. It will not let you on there if you belong in poverty. 
one surefire way to stay poor is to hate people. Write that down. If you want to stay poor, hate people. Because hating, all your blessings are going to come from people. But watch it, hating people makes you vibrate at a hating frequency. And the more you hate them, the more you send out to the universe in great multiplication to have people who hate you. And the people you're trying to impress will hate you because you hate someone else. It is a law. What you put out, you will get back. Finally, number nine. Say no. Yes. 97% of the time. The more you say yes to people, it's the more you say no to you. The more you move my furniture every weekend, every weekend, the more you give me money every weekend, every weekend, is the more you don't have money for you. Okay, those are simple. The more you work on your boss's dreams and get home and be too tired to work on your own, is the more you keep yourself in that system of working slavery, the rat race, and then you're, you're enslaved to your debt. And the more you have to pay off your debt, is the more you have to keep going to a job you hate. Learn how to say no. Winners do two things when it comes to no. They say no 97% of the time, and watch it, they say no and don't feel bad for it. I dare you to come to me right now with something that does not serve me or my team. If I don't have time to do it, you're going to get no. And I'm so good saying no, I don't have explanations with my no. I just say no and leave you wondering. And then when you go, why no? Because I said no. That's not rude. What is rude is me spending my good energy and brain power doing stuff that doesn't serve me or my team and keeping y'all in poverty because I'm nice over here. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's my job to take us out of poverty. But he don't know how to say no to her. Every time she come around, every time he come around, we might as well go home, y'all. His attitude going to change. You'll never say that about me. I'm going to tell you no. And I'm going to wish you great blessings in finding the one who tells you yes. 97% of the time. Hey, man, let's buy this building. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But it's a good building. Where the numbers at? I ain't got no numbers. Woo, woo, definitely no. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is a super no now. Super saying no. I'm about to get glow and get blonde hair, right? Just super no. Super saying no. Listen, say no 97% of the time. Okay, I get straight Goku on me. Say no. You don't watch Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> no. Baby, stop the whole phone call. You don't do Dragon Ball Z? No, <laughs> Shame on you. Thank you for coming out. God bless you and good night.